Hi, welcome to Life Take Shape. I'm Denise Mullane. And I'm Trisha Beckham. Join us as we discuss what has shaped our lives so you can get your life in shape. In part one of this four-part series, we discuss our chosen career paths from college majors and internships to upward mobility and renegotiating what success means to us. Whether you are just choosing a college to attend, choosing a major, entering your chosen field, or reconsidering what you want from your career, you'll hear our personal experiences and maybe even a few helpful tips for navigating a meaningful career. I think go ahead go ahead no 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 you go ahead you go (laughs) I I was gonna say well I think mainly right now we sort of wanted to talk about like um how we came to be in our careers and how we started and sort of maybe what our expectations were when we were our our younger self (laughs) yeah Absolutely. And I think it's really like, we're really trying to say, this is the path our careers have taken, right? And women, if we look at a bunch of different women, all of their career paths would be different. And we both chose to have careers. I think when we met at NAU, we were both very much uh, focused on, we wanted careers. So we weren't, I don't remember us ever talking deeply about getting married and having kids. That kind of wasn't our focus. Our focus was we wanted a strong career. And that was very important to us. So it's not that this podcast isn't for people that chose to stay home, right? That's not true. But this is very much from the mindset of I wanted a career. This is a very strong priority in my life. And so this is just kind of how our experience went when when we started at NAU, because that's really where our career started. Yeah. Oh, no, a 1000%. I mean, I think we both you know, like one of the main things we had in common was we both were like, we're getting out of this college in four years. Like we're not sticking around for the five year, six year. Yeah. (laughs) Where a lot of people we met were like, oh, well, you know, I'm taking an extra semester and then I'll graduate and this and that. We were like, nope, let's get in. Let's get out. Let's, let's move on with our lives. We're, We're ready to start like that next part of our life. And, and take care of ourselves. We weren't like, we didn't go to school to be like, Oh, we're going to find a husband here. Like that wasn't our main goal. That was like, let's go. Let me better myself so that I can make a life for myself. We were really like driven in that respect. I I guess. Agreed. Now, where do you think your, the mindset of getting in and out in four years, where did that come from for you? Um, well, I, I personally feel like I was the first, I'm an only child. So I, I mean, I, I have a half brother, but he's younger than right. me, but I grew up basically, you know, I, an only child and there was no one before me who went to college. So I kind of was like the first, <laughs> like my mom and dad did not go to college. So I was more of like, I, I guess I really need to be successful. I need to get in and get out and like make my mom and dad proud and like not spend a lot of money on school and not waste a lot of time. Um, but yet being a child of divorce, I kind of felt like a responsibility to like get a job and like not be a kid and not be, I don't know, not like a burden to my parents, but just like a financial, I needed to be financially independent. So that's where my drive came yeah. from. 
That's very what about interesting. You? I, you know, I did have an older sister who went to college. She was always more academically sound than I was. I mean, I got good grades, but she got really good <laughs> grades. Like, I think she graduated with like a 3.8 oh. and I had like a 3.2 or something out of high school. So she got a scholarship to like the University of Irvine. And I was like, oh my God, that's like where smart people go. I was just hoping like yeah, yeah. Cal State School, which is kind of the, the lower level from the UC, like the UC is the pinnacle and the Cal State's like for me. Right. <laughs> so I remember okay. yeah, yeah. I scholarship, get scholarship. And for whatever reason, since she's so much older than me, she hated it. It didn't work out. And so there was this huge oh. issue in my family. Like my dad was so disappointed. And then she like went to Humboldt State and became like kind of a kind of a hippie free, you know, free. <laughs> and so I think, yeah, free spirit. And so I think I was like, oh man that really like messed my dad up. Like he was so mad and I was very much like you, like, you know, you want to please your parents. And so you're like, okay, how can I get in and out? But also just like you, I didn't come from a family with a a bunch of resources. I mean, I think my Mm -hmm. dad probably had money for college, but I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to deplete anybody. Like I want to go be self-sufficient as much as, as possible. So uh, I think that's true. Now, did you have any student loans when you graduated? It's kind of a, Hot oh, yeah. okay, so did I. No, so did no, I. absolutely. That was a given. That was like, well, if you're going to go to school, you we're, we can't fully fund this. You know, we'll help you as much as we can. And my mom and and had student loans for yeah. me as well. Yeah, I think my so mom did. it was a big deal. <laughs> it was like a big it was, deal. It wasn't the stigma back then because we didn't know like no. that student loans were kind of the racket that they are, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I I mean, I still. And making student loan payments. But that's because of my graduate degree because I didn't learn. I didn't yeah. learn how expensive education was. And I didn't learn the power of <laughs> scholarships. And, you know, there's all these ways to do it, which none of which I explored. So anyways. Um, well, also, too, like back in the day, it wasn't like, you know, neither you, neither you nor I were either uh, probably not getting an academic scholarship necessarily out of high school. I mean, maybe no. you were. I don't I shouldn't say no. that. About you. You're a very smart girl. <laughs> But, you know, I was a C average student, so that wasn't happening and I didn't play any sports. So, you know, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So why did you choose your major? Why did you stick with it? Where, where did this, I always have to tell people when I say, oh, my best friend's in interior design, they go, oh, like pillows and curtains. I'm like, oh my gosh, does nobody know what interior design is? So anyway, I used to frustrate me and uh, it kind of still does because I'm like, she's so much more important than curtains and pillows. Wow. well, because I think people see like HGTV now, you know, and they go, oh, you know, well, which it is a lot of that. And, you know, I mean, I didn't go into the residential field. I went into the commercial office space, basically, you know, genre of interior right. design, um, contract furniture. But um, I think I went into that because I, I have a creative side. Um, I mean, it's not a hundred percent of me. Um, but I also knew that I did not want to do, like, I didn't like to write papers. Like I wasn't like a research type of person. Like I like history, but I wasn't like researching, you know, uh, rocks or trees or going into the medical field or any, anything like that. So, um, and I like, I think it, it's just like, it's different all the time. Like to me, it's like, evolving all the time and I love the history of art and the history of furniture and things like that and architecture so um 
that kind of led me to that major. And I was kind of always like rearranging the furniture in my bedroom, to be honest. So you're like, mom, I got to go to Home Depot. I need some paint. (laughs) Yeah, right. This was like even before Home Depot, really. But yeah, it was like your local hardware store. What what can I do to do this? Um, And I think, again, the reason that I stuck with it, which sounds so terrible right now, is that I didn't think to think of anything else, to be quite honest. And... I felt like if I tried to change what I was doing, it might set me back in my goal just to get in and get out in like four years. Does that make sense? Even though that sounds really bad right now, but I I (laughs) think it was drilled into us. Do not change your major. Like I remember, do you remember this kind of like, do not change your major. And, and when Mm -hmm. you were kind of talking to people, they'd be like, Oh, I changed my major. And you were like, Oh, (gasps) right. What did your parents say? Are you even allowed to go home? (laughs) Right. Like they're going to pay for another semester for you to be at school or you're going to pay for another semester for you to be at school. Like, I don't know. I feel like I had tunnel vision in that respect, which as a young person, I think it's easy to get stuck in that. I think so. I mean, I think so. I think I I wonder, I guess, is there still that stigma? And I I think it's it's no, I don't think so. You don't think so. Oh, no, I think nowadays kids parents are just like oh if you're it's what you know everybody gets a trophy if you're not happy then you should just figure something else out and listen I'm all for part of that but it's like you you need to try to finish what you started almost I think I think there's a lot to that that that's me right right and what about you though for advertising though like why did you yeah I think it was just like you like when you were saying I was always rearranging the furniture in my room you know it was kind of this younger well I was obsessed with advertising I don't I cannot explain why but I remember very vividly I think I was reading a magazine and I couldn't tell you what magazine but there was an ad for Nike and it was kind of the first time and, and maybe it wasn't the first time but I feel like it's probably early eighties. And it was all about like the power of women. Like, you know, you play at Nike, here's the sports brand, right. That was going to go after women. And this kind of like blew my mind, but I was very much raised kind of as that, you know, feminist, probably not from my mom, but more from my dad. Like you can do whatever you want to (laughs) do. You know, if you want to play sports, definitely go play sports. Couldn't do anything. (laughs) I had to do the things he thought I should do, but I just remember reading that ad and thinking like, oh my God, like this just inspired me. And so I was like, there is a job out there where I can do this really cool thing of inspiring people. So it wasn't advertising. It was, I wanted to be a copywriter. And so I became obsessed with being this type of writer. And that was hard back in like late eighties, early nineties. And, and the yeah. thing that was so tricky about it is when I was looking at colleges, you couldn't find a lot of colleges that had advertising programs. You could either do marketing, which I really, it was more like a business path. And I'm like you, there's this creative mm-hmm. side of me where I didn't want to go into like a business school, yeah. a business path. They would throw it creative writing was the kind of the thing, but they would put them almost into journalism majors. And I'll talk Mm -hmm. a little bit more about journalism. And oh man, if you've ever, if you were ever a journalism major and you're listening to this, I don't know how you did it because it was the hardest, the hardest classes. They were the most um, rigorous and they were like, the teachers were always kind of like, you've got 50 minutes to write a headline, go. And if your headline wasn't done, you got to write it. And you couldn't like, there was nothing Uh, to do. And I was like, 
these people are vultures. Like I can't handle this. So even in advertising, I, I think as a, why I stuck with it was once I got to a school that had an advertising program, which is why I chose NAU. They were one of the only in the state of Arizona that had an advertising focused program. I think once I got into it, I was like, oh man, I love this because we would kind of do all these, all of our projects were group projects, right? Because that's, that's the nature yeah. of advertising. I, and I think you had some, did you have quite a few? Yes, the same, similar. Yeah. Um, only in the upper classes did we have more group project because you know the basic when you first start and you're like oh, okay I gotta just read this and write a paper on something or research this period of whatever design and do a paper on it or whatever but yeah when you got to the upper level classes it was definitely um, working together in teams and doing projects yeah. so so I would always be yeah. like the, the copywriter and then I I remember going around the dorm like yeah. is anybody in here an artist because we're working on a storyboard and like I need somebody <laughs> to draw and I don't know if you remember my friend Matt but he lived in, well, I don't know the dorm. Yes, I, I do. And he would be my artist yes. for my storyboards. And yes, I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah, He was yes. always the best. Oh, my so God. I just loved advertising. I loved the people in my program. And I think you and I had similar experiences, but correct me if I'm wrong, where you kind of saw the same people. Like, NAU was a small yes. school. So once you were in a program, it's like, oh, it's, you know, these five people are in this class again. In every, every class. class. Yep. Yep. Every. Yeah. No, it was great. It And you felt like communal, like you felt like a community with them. You're like, these are my peeps. I finally found the people that kind of like yeah. get me yeah. a little bit, you know, which <laughs> thank God NAU was a small school, right? I couldn't imagine going to no. a huge university and being like one of 500 people in a, you know, lecture class for interior design 101. Like that would just... I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I think I'd be a little intimidated. It's true. It's true. So we were very, I think both very grateful yeah. for that kind of environment. And, and I think we both had good experiences in our major. Like we liked the professors and we liked the students yeah. and it seemed like a really solid program. And so, yes. you know, there was nothing to make right, but change. Even, sure. And even when it got tough, when you did have those hard classes, like you weren't like, oh, I'm just, I, I'm just going to change because I can't. I can't do this or whatever. There was never a point where you were like, I don't think I can have this as my career. Did, did you ever have that like no, thought or no? no? I don't think you, I don't think you did. Yeah. No, but we're mm -hmm. also both yes. very driven kind of type A people where, yeah, I think there was that, that part of us that were like, yeah, I mean, this is what I'm doing, but it's also we're, I think we are pretty gritty people, right? Going to the whole idea of grit. We're, we're pretty gritty people. Yeah. And so we can stick through hard things and we can do hard things. And I don't think either one of us are kind of like, Oh no, what am I going to do? We're more like, right. right. We're not really helpless no. individuals. No. Yeah. We, we tend to try to figure exactly. it out. Like, well, but also too, weren't like a lot of your friends. Cause I mean, you grew up in Southern California, like a lot of people were staying in Southern California to go to school, yes, yes? Or, or no, were most people going away? Right, Absolutely. Right, right. Okay. And there was a stark contrast between how the trajectory of somebody's life was going who stayed. I don't know if you saw this, but, but that trajectory mm. of those people that remained there uh, was not appealing to me at all. So that when I would go back home for holidays, you would be like, oh, this is how yeah. your life is going because you're still here in the same circles, living the same kind of life, trying to break out of this high school mold, but they were, they were struggling to do that. So mm -hmm. I remember every time I would come home, there was this, 
I'm so glad I went away. And I don't know if you went really yeah. far away. I just went five hours away. So I, what was your experience with that? Well, mine was because I was so far, like I wasn't a driving distance away, mm-hmm. you know, that initially that was like ripping off a bandaid and it was horrible. It was like, I'm so homesick and I want to go back to the East Coast. And, and I even, you know, at one point uh, considered transferring to a school on the East Coast and applied and got in and then ultimately decided not to go uh, back to the East Coast. But it was a, mo- a little bit more traumatic, I think. And again, going back to the whole thing, like there, there was no texting, there was no internet really then. It was just starting. There was no emailing. So it was hard to like keep one foot with my friends at home and then keep the other foot with college where I knew that I needed to yeah. grow. Um, but luckily, once I really had some good established friendships at NAU, um, and I and I was what I considered to be being successful in my, you know, classes, I felt much more um, at ease with the decision to go that far away to school. And, and ultimately, like you, when I'd come home, I'd be like, Oh, yeah, I can't. I- I'm so happy that I-, I went away just to, to get out of that mentality of like, you know, New York, Long Island, the whole, like, everyone's doing the same things. And not really, I guess, having that growing up experience. That's how I, that's, what yeah, I, what I would say, yeah. you know, and I think what happened when you did get into that other school is I'm pretty sure I said, if you leave, I will die. I think that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you might have, you I'm actually like, might okay, have she has some, right. uh, abandonment issues. So I'll stay here. I mean, I think <laughs> that's what happened. That's why you didn't leave any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you <laughs> might be right because it was like my our sophomore was. year that I it had was. And I, Yeah, I one hundred percent was blaming your your current your not your current husband but your husband because he's been your only husband. But husband, husband yeah, this guy's yeah. gotta go. He's like making her rethink <laughs> in you. Like I don't know how to pick them up. But this is gonna happen. So, I know, and it's always a boy. It's so annoying. It's always a boy. Well, especially oh, when you're a teenager, oh, early twenties. Yeah. Right? As, as much as you have that drive for your career and to be able to start your life, again, it's like you're in that you're in that mix of like I still want to be this person that I was and have all the comforting things that I had growing up, but yeah, I know I need to. Mm-hmm. mature and have a different life like no matter what even the people that stayed home ultimately they grew up might have been 10 years later but yeah. you know <laughs> they still had to go through that process and it's it's definitely yeah. not easy it's definitely not easy but but finding your friends and your people once you're at school and then feeling comfortable in the decisions that you've made in terms of your major and all that definitely helps you feel a little bit more settled and like okay yeah. like I can do this like I got yeah, this true. you know <laughs> and I, I it's so interesting to me it just kind of came to me like we were very much committed to our majors but both you and I had these moments where we were like I'm out I'm I'm going back home like I can't do this or and yeah. it wasn't because of the major it wasn't mm-hmm. because of the classes it was just because that time of your life where it was so different and so hard and so especially for you like I think vastly different but both you and I became friends, I think, because people in our college were so different than us. And we were like, oh, my, I don't, yes, I don't they think were. I'm the people that get me. Like, why, why are they so conservative and weird here? Like, we were, I remember having yeah. some conversations with you, and thank God we met. But it was very difficult for me, and obviously for you. And I wasn't nearly as far away. I was going home all the time because I had a boyfriend at home, which 
was a, which, yes. which was a train right. wreck. And I would tell everybody, don't ever go to college with a boyfriend. Like, this is my <laughs> like, piece of advice. No. If you have a daughter uh-uh. and she's dating somebody, she's going away to college, you make them break up today. Like, stop. Before, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, like, is it horrible to go why would experience? you ever so that is our piece of advice do not have a long distance relationship in college just don't yes. and don't do don't it. don't do it exactly. it makes it that and much here, harder no makes here's it so the much harder endorsement you had a long distance yeah. relationship with your now husband right broke it off I, broke yeah. it off but still yeah. all these years later came back and got married so so the the moral of the story is if it's meant to be <laughs> You don't have to date them long distance. It, it will be. <laughs> no, no, exactly. But but you know what? Going back to that, touching on that a little bit of a tangent is when I went to college as a freshman, my boyfriend was not my husband. Yes. It was a different guy, but it was still a long distance relationship to New York. And why I kept doing that, I have no idea. I was really trying to sabotage <laughs> myself, clearly. That is <laughs> by always right. having a long distance relationship. I think you and I, we would sabotage <laughs> ourselves like that a lot. Like I would come back from Christmas break yeah. and be like, oh my God, guess who I'm dating? And we would just look at each other like, yeah, we're just doing this to ourselves. But <laughs> we would just be supportive and be like, okay. And then it would fizzle out come March, right? It would last from like January to March. Yeah. And then yeah. about spring break, we'd be like, we need to party. Let's get rid of these guys. Yep, let's bring Frank is here. Forget, Forget those. those guys at home. Oh, too funny. Too funny. Thank God we didn't have right? phones where these boys were oh. like trying to track us and text us and be like, where are you at? Where are you going to be like, nope, I'm just, I'm not in my dorm, not answering the phone. It makes, Can't get a hold of me. Bye bye. Like we went to our P.O. box. Weren't you going to oh, your P.O. Yeah. box? And there'd be mail. Oh, and totally. Paper boyfriend wrote you a letter it was like like the, the guy I was dating when I was a freshman couldn't write letters because he's just not a smart person but yes. I'm sure you were dating somebody smarter <laughs> and he could write letters to you well we did write letters back and forth and we absolutely did like you could save all these letters in a shoebox and go back anyways but a hundred percent but I actually forgot that you almost left also and I think I might have said the same thing to you. Like, you can't, you can't leave NAU. You can't. Well, what are you thinking? And then you came back. Then that next semester, like, we left, like, that yes. end of that semester. Was it, it was, was it December? December? And I remember being on yeah. a, a pay phone with my dad because there was no cell phones. And yeah. I said, Dad, I just wanted to let you know that uh, my boyfriend's up here. He's moving me out of my dorm. And I'm going back to Southern California. And he started yeah. screaming yep, I at remember. me. And I hung up on him. <laughs> And proceeded to move out of the dorm. And I don't think I talked to him. I don't, I must have seen him at Christmas and gotten some kind of lecture. But I just remember being at home in December and it was after Christmas was over, kind of at the beginning of the year. And I just felt this angst. I think I was trying to get into like a community college in my, not my hometown, but kind of where my grandma lived, which was close to my hometown. And I just remember having this sinking feeling like you're making a mistake. And I, I can't explain where it came from, but I'm like, here you're at this school that you really like and in a program you like, and yeah, it's hard right now, but do you really want to come back here to what these people are doing and kind of the slower maturity phase that they were in where I felt like we were on a faster track because you had to be more self-sufficient. Yeah. And so I don't know what it was, but I remember saying to my mom, I got to go back. And she was like, but you don't want to. And I still was dating my boyfriend, but I remember coming up and I came and I knocked on your dorm room I knocked on your dorm room and um 
it was like early in the morning. I feel like you and your roommate were still in bed. I don't want to say your name in case we get in trouble, but you, you guys were still in bed. And, <laughs> yeah. and I remember coming in and I like came and jumped on your bed and you're like, oh my God, you're back. And we were like so happy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> because we didn't, it's not like we no. were like, oh, I'll call you over Christmas or anything. Like it wasn't, I had no idea that you were going to be back. Well, yeah, that was amazing. I Thanks, God, I came back. Came but back. we weren't really that close. Like at that point, we weren't that close. Like we had watched, I don't, was Friends out? Like had we watched a couple episodes of Friends together? And yeah. That was like the extent. I think, yes. I was your, I was your roommate's yeah. secret yep. Santa. I mean, there wasn't like secret a lot, Santa. but yep. for whatever reason, that was kind of the that semester if I hadn't come back we probably wouldn't be friends right now we wouldn't be talking we would not yeah. be chatting right yeah. now. <laughs> and out of college like do I value my friendship with Denise more or my degree that's up for debate right <laughs> oh that is a hard debate, debate. Yes. you know what well especially because I'm you know obviously later on we'll talk about this more but especially because I'm in a career yeah. transition yeah. right now I would say I definitely value our friendship more yeah. than my college degree. No, I think that's true. Like, <laughs> what so have funny. I gotten from it? Like, has my degree given me any sort of, like, emotional growth or, like, personal exploration? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, maybe. Not, maybe. But your career has also, like, since you got, when you first, like, went into your career out of college I feel like you could have gone like so many Mm. different pathways right because like you were saying you could have been advertising or journalism and or marketing or you could have gone into the art true really like the art side of advertising right where for me there was like two paths and that was it it was like either contract or residential and at least that's what I felt at the time now knowing the whole world of design it's like oh my god I probably could have done so many different things but at that time, I, I didn't know a lot about uh, what the possibilities were for when I graduated college. So I feel like in that way, I was a little bit naive. And again, also because I was the first person in my family going to college for something. Nobody was really explaining to me all the different opportunities that might be out there in relation to my degree. Yeah. So whereas you kind of already knew that you could have done a multitude of yeah. different things I, when yeah, you I graduated. Yeah, I think that is true. I think that is true. But I do think that and and you can correct me but because of our singular focus of getting in and out I don't think I explored the other options as well as I could have Mm -hmm. and and maybe that's true coming from a a lot of different things that again we'll get to in the future that will make sense but Mm -hmm. I think you're maybe now students coming out of college are a little bit more informed but I don't know that they are I don't know if they are and I don't know that they explore there's not a whole lot of time for exploration and do you want to do this or do you want to do that right because think about getting an internship I think you had an internship Mm. I can't remember yours was in residential residential yes yeah and it was only one summer internship I was never writing there was never a time I wrote it was more project management this is not what I wanted to do but it you're so desperate for an internship that you didn't take yeah, the internship agreed. that was best suited for really what you wanted to do. You just wanted to put it on your resume, which that's a mistake. I mean, in, in hindsight, that was a yeah. mistake for me that I made. And so I won't, I won't say that yours was a mistake because maybe it, it wasn't, but mine certainly was. I, you know what, again, I feel like because I didn't, I, I was kind of just going, what, I knew the career, right? So I was focused in that sense. Like I knew what I wanted to do, but in terms of the internship, I I just sort of was like you, I just took whatever 
came about because somebody knew somebody who was a residential designer. And I was like, oh, great. I have an internship for the summer. Like, check. Yep. Like, that was just a yep. checklist thing. And then when I did that internship, the woman was lovely. And her mother worked there, too, and her daughter. So it was just a, a singular woman, a residential designer. Uh, but to me, it yeah. was so boring. I was like, oh, my God, is it what time? It's only 1130 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> and it's not because she didn't give me things to do. I mean, again, here I am. I'm only like 18, 19 years old. So really, what is she going to give me to do? But it was just it was slow. Like I needed a more fast paced environment. Yeah. And so I, I was just like not that thrilled. But uh, again, it was just checklist. I did an internship. Great. It's on my resume now. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> well, it, it, I have to tell my internship interview story because this is this is one oh, of those geez, things okay. where you're like this doesn't happen, but this is what happened and I don't you maybe you remember maybe you don't but so I had made a connection at Monteverdi Design in Flagstaff and just so you know <gasps> Flagstaff yes! is not a for any type of cool industries whatsoever right just there's no coolness in Flagstaff now I don't think so now Flagstaff I was just up there recently and it's a very cool hip town it was not when we were there so it's one of those things where I I get the the lead right for this interview and if the interview is all set up and I'm scheduled to go and it's like a Tuesday at 9 a.m and my alarm doesn't go off and I miss the interview my life is over the next day or that later that day. And I call the office manager and I am like, I can't believe it. And she's like, well, I don't think he's interested in interviewing you. And I'm like, oh my God, I've messed up my entire life. And then for some <laughs> reason I convinced her, I don't know what I said, but I convinced her to somehow convince him to let me come in. And she did. She talked him into it and he interviewed me. And I ended up getting the job, but that was after royally screwing up. And I think he gave me like a lecture when I showed up, like, you know how important it is to be on time and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is horrifying. But I, I got the interview and I got the internship and it was happy. But so if you screw up like I did and your alarm didn't go off, it's, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. And don't be afraid to make that call and just say, listen, yeah. I, I screwed up. Like, you know, I wasn't being an idiot. I wasn't like being irresponsible. This is just a legit thing yeah. that, that happened to me, you know, and you know, it's okay. And some people will be forgiving. Some people won't. And some people may not. But 100%, you know, that's life. 100%. 100%. Yeah, no need to stress. Totally think this is a good place to end our first episode. Don't you think? I mean, we've covered like a ton of topics, right? Totally. Four years of college, including our internship experiences, is a lot for one episode. And I'm actually shocked we remembered anything <laughs> during that time. Oh, my God. Well, we hope you enjoyed our first podcast and that you'll listen next week when we discuss the trials and tribulations of landing our first jobs in the 90s which is so much different than how we would go about it today, and other fun stories from our early days as single working gals. Denise, did you make <laughs> me say gals? Did you say that into my script? I'm not a gals oh, person. You're the my... gals person. <laughs> all right, all right. So just listen in for fun stories from our early days as single working gals. Happy? <laughs> Very.